HRW Financial, the sales coaching podcast, where we hope to inspire and grow revenue for individuals and your team. Today's episode number seven features Skip McGrath, a well-known selling coach and author. Skip has spent the last 11 years dedicated to not only continuing to master the craft of third-party selling on marketplaces like Amazon and eBay, also to sharing his knowledge with others. Skip McGrath and his wife, Karen, have been running a successful business on eBay since 1999 and Amazon since 2006. During this time, they have written 14 books about selling on eBay, Amazon, and the Internet. What makes their books different is he writes about what they actually do. Skip, tell us about how you, Karen, and your dog, Kiplinger, arrived here on this island in the Puget Sound about two hours north of Seattle. We were living in upstate New York, and I got a transfer back to, uh, well, actually what happened was uh, in ups- when I was living in upstate New York, we'd lived there for eight years, and I'd lost my job. So, And we had gone there from the West Coast and from the San Francisco Bay Area. We could not afford to go back to San Francisco because of the, the housing prices had gone up so high. The house that we had sold for 200000 would have cost us a million dollars to buy back. Oh, so. My. We looked at Washington State instead, and uh, I drove out here and looked around and found a nice little town about uh, an hour and a half north of Seattle. Uh, we rented a beautiful house right on the water for uh, about $1,300 a month, and uh, we lived there for a number of years until we built our own house. But in 1999, I started playing around on eBay, when we were in New York, we had had a small antique shop, and when we left, we sold off all the large antiques, you know, the large furniture pieces, and kept all the small things in boxes. And that was the first thing I sold on eBay. I started putting those things up on eBay, and uh, they were selling for more on eBay than we used to sell them for in our antique shop, so I was kind of hooked and within a year, we were making really good money on eBay, and my wife, uh, who was working at the time, was actually able to quit her job. I was still working in the corporate world in Seattle, and about uh, three years later, I quit my job, and we've been doing this full-time ever since. So in 2006, we moved over to Amazon, and... Uh, you know, Amazon, shortly after that, they reduced, they introduced the FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon program, mm-hmm. where you send all your things into Amazon and they fulfill it for you. We changed over to that in 2010, and after doing that, our business just skyrocketed, just took off. And I would say within a year's time, we were making much more money on Amazon than we ever were on eBay. Tell me, how, how did you actually get involved with eBay? You, you mentioned to me something about when you were in New York that you had a lot of customers at your store uh, that were stars. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we, we had customers in our store that, that, you know, we sold a lot of small antiques. And uh, we moved out here to Washington State. My son... I had an 18-year-old son or 17-year-old son at the time, and he came and said, hey, I need a credit card so I can buy comic books on eBay. And I said, what is this eBay thing? Show it to me. And I wasn't about to give him my credit card. 
So I opened, I saw that there were a lot of antiques, small antiques selling on eBay, so I just started creating some listings and doing it myself. And, um, you know, it just sort of took off from there. And we were selling all these antiques that we had in boxes that we had brought from back east. We started selling those off until they were all gone. How did you get into the uh, newsletter business? Well, I, I, it's a funny story. Uh, one, there at the time, when I first started on eBay in, in 99, there were a lot of people selling these sort of get-rich-quick scheme um, CDs and books, like here's how to make a million dollars on eBay and do it overnight, you know, while you sleep and stuff like that. And I knew that was all garbage. I actually bought a couple of those, and they were garbage. So one night I decided to write my own book, and I sat down, and my my first book was called The eBay Power Seller's Manual. And it was a printed book. We had it printed at Office Depot. And I, you know, I, I wrote an ad on eBay for it, and it started selling really, really well. And about, uh, oh, I'd say six months later, I started a newsletter because I had all these people that had bought the book, so I had subscribers. Back in those days, eBay would would allow you to exchange email addresses. Today they don't do that, but back then I could get the email address of everyone who sent me a, you know, everyone who bought a book, pretty much they paid by PayPal, and when the PayPal payment came through, I had their email address. So I used that as those people as my initial newsletter subscribers. Would you say that the newsletter was one of your significant career accomplishments today as far as selling on the Internet? Well, I would say it it really breaks down to three areas. Number one is you, you have to sell on the Internet to be and be successful so you know how to do it. Then, you know, I would say my books were I wrote uh, a number of books about how to sell on eBay and how to sell on Amazon. And then the newsletter came was kind of the last thing. The, the newsletter is, is kind of how I kept everybody up to date and kept my name out there and, and branded myself. And so, so it was a very important accomplishment. But, um, you know, they all three go together. I mean, you, you have to sell. There were, there were actually people writing, writing books. We, we went to eBay Live when eBay was running the eBay Live shows. I met authors. I had authors come up to me who told me they'd written books about selling on eBay and they'd never sold anything on eBay in their life. Mm-hmm. But, um, in our case, you know, we were selling every day and, and all I was putting in my books was what we were doing and how we were doing things. There were no tips or secrets or anything like that. I just I just explained to people how how we sold and how we ran our business and here's some of the things you can do to you know increase your business and make more money and that sort of thing. Well, I must tell you that I have been a devourer of your newsletter for years because I sold on eBay and quite profusely on Amazon. But anyhow, that's how I have come across your name and the reason I'm calling you because you have been very instrumental in my success at making a little bit of money on both both the platforms. Oh, well, good. Glad to hear that. Always always happy to hear that from a reader. couple of questions. Mm-hmm. What would you say today? Now, this can be either in relation to your newsletter, which is you're selling constantly, 
or on eBay, which you're selling constantly, what do you think are your personal strengths? Well, I think my personal strength is really my writing ability and in writing good ad copy. In other words, when I sell something on eBay or Amazon, I have the ability to write a very compelling uh, description of the product that makes people want to buy it. And that gets me very high conversion rates. That and the ability to write the titles, too, the titles as well. You know, it's the title that people see the title and they have to click on the title in order to look at your your product and your thing. The, the other thing I tend to do is use very good photographs. I, 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 I go to the trouble to take good photographs. I have one of those um, light uh, tents, you know, these tent, these white tents you buy with the lights. They, they're sold all over eBay and Amazon, sure. and they're not expensive. They're usually under a couple hundred dollars. And I put my products in those and shoot, take a good photograph of the product uh, so that, you know, people see what they're buying, and, and then they, they, they see the title, they, they read my description. So I would say it's that ability to, to really write good, uh, I guess you'd call it advertising copy. As far as even being more productive, what do you think are your weaknesses when it comes to that? Well, my weakness is I'm not a good detailed-oriented person. Fortunately for that, I have a wife, Karen, <laughs> runs the other side of the business and takes care of the details. She, I do the the product sourcing and the selling. She handles all the customer service and the back-end part of the business, and uh, she is very, very good at details and does all of that. And I'm, I'm one of these people that just sometimes, you know, I tend to just fly off the handle. I'll get an idea and I'll try it and it doesn't work and I lose money doing it. And, um, you know, she's the one that calms, calms me down and gets me to do the research and do things a little more slowly and uh, be a little more careful. When you're sourcing, what do you I'm sorry. When, when you are sourcing... What, what do you feel is the major deciding factor on you trying a new product? I, it's, the truth is, with me, it's gut feel. I don't do a lot of research. I look at a product, and I just I pick up the product. I hold, I, my favorite place to source is trade shows. Uh, I, I go to a lot of trade wholesale trade shows. That's my number one place to source because I can see the products, you know, I can talk to the owner of the company a lot of times or the vendor or the sales reps, and I build a personal relationship with them, get to know them, make sure it's okay with them if I sell on eBay and Amazon. And I can pick up the product and hold it and look at it, and I try and get a feeling for will it sell online. Now, let me give you an example of some of the things I've done wrong. Um when when cell phones and iPods and iPads and all those things became really hot at first, going back a few years, you know, today they're quite commonplace. But going back five or six years, they were just ago they were just getting started. I bought a lot of accessories like um, you know earbuds and cases and and Bluetooth speakers and things like that. And they sold really well. I mean, the sales were phenomenal, but the return rates were horrible. I, I found out with that type of consumer electronic, I was seeing as high as a 25 to 30% return rate, and that was killing my profits. And um, 
so you know that was something where I I did an experiment. The experiment didn't work out very well, um, and um, you know I do that sometimes. But I I I with me it's so a lot of it is just gut feel. I just have a feeling. I've been doing this for so many years now. I have a feeling for the kind of thing that will sell and the kind of thing it won't sell, and I can pick up a product at a trade show and look at it and say, you know, this will sell online or won't sell online or, or vice versa. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've become pretty good at that. Are there any mistakes that a newbie makes or even somebody been around a while that are detrimental to their business when they're first contacting a new vendor? Are they making any mistakes? Well, the, the biggest thing you can do with a new vendor is try and buy. I only buy from vendors who will sell me a very small quantity, such as one case at a time, like a case of 12 or something. And what I do is test it. And if it sells well, then I go back and I order 20 cases or 30 cases or something like, you know, a large quantity. Um, but... Uh, the biggest mistake you can make is diving into something with a large amount of money where you just don't know yet if it will sell or not. So, you know, I uh, I always uh, buy products in small quantities and test them. I've even been known, and I've done this before many times, to go out and, and buy a product at, and pay full retail. You know, I'll go to Target or someplace mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm and buy something and pay retail for it, and I'll buy two or three or four of them, put them on eBay or Amazon, see if they sell. And if they sell, then I contact the supplier and I order, you know, 10 cases or 15 cases or something like that. In today's world, is there any trick to getting the buy box? Well, the buy box on Amazon... um, Number one is you want to be a professional seller. A lot of people are reluctant to pay the $39 a month to become a professional seller. But pro sellers uh, and sellers who have their products in FBA are selected by Amazon more often than other people to go in the buy box. And I find myself, because I'm a pro seller and I'm I'm almost 100% FBA, I find I'm in the buy box for the very high percentage of my products, uh, and I'm in there a lot. I, I get in there, off, I rotate in and out often, even when I'm competing against someone else on price. The other factor is good account metrics. You, you want your account metrics to be good because a lot of people don't realize this, but if let's say your feedback score is 94 and my feedback score is 99, Amazon will put me in the buy box over you every single time mm-hmm. because pe- people don't realize that Amazon, want, they want their buyers to have a good buying experience. Mm-hmm. So if they see people that have a lot of A to Z claims, poor feedback, uh, that sort of thing, they, they'll knock you out of the buy box just for that reason. A lot of people feel that they must use the software that gets them in and out and in and out of the competition to hit the buy box. Do you believe in that? No, I don't. I'm not a big user of software. Like, I, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a big... I use the automatic feedback software. I'm, I'm currently using Kilby. I used to use Feedback 5 and Feedback Genius. 
I use those to build my feedback because, you know, they send out the automated um, emails to people that say, please click here to leave me feedback for this transaction. And that builds my feedback a lot faster and keeps my feedback score high, which when your feedback score is high, like 300, 400, 500 or more, and you get one or two bad feedbacks, your percentage is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But if your feedback is low, let's say your feedbacks, your total feedback score is only 30, and you get one or two bad feedbacks, then your your feedback percentage is pretty bad, mm-hmm. and that can knock you out of the buy box with Amazon. So uh, I do use those services, but I don't use and I don't use Jungle Scout or any of the research services or any of those things or any of the... I do use Joe Lister to list items on eBay. I used to, but I've I've dropped... I've just... If you read my newsletter, you know that I recently dropped out of eBay. So I'm shutting down my Joe Lister account. I'm sort of in the middle of doing that right now. I'm still getting the... As we're getting in closer into the fourth quarter, my eBay sales have actually been getting a little better, so I might leave it up for a few more weeks and get a few more sales before I shut everything down. But, uh, you know, eBay just got, I had something as I got older and I started slowing down a little bit. And uh, one of the things that happened to me, I'll, I'll give you a little sidebar story. I had a fall, and when I fell, I broke my left arm. And since breaking my left arm, I can't touch type with my left hand like I used to. Hmm. So I'm typing kind of one-handed. It's really slowed down my typing, which means it takes me a lot longer to do my books and my newsletters and things like that. So something just had to give. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting a little older, and my wife is getting tired of running to the post office every day. And so I'm, so uh, we're, we just, something had to give. So I just decided since eBay had become so difficult and my eBay sales weren't that great anyway, right. I dropped eBay and it's just stuck with Amazon. In reading some of the forums, which is probably a deadly thing to do for all the disgruntled people, but mm-hmm. at one time, a lot of people were saying that they were upset with Amazon because Amazon had all these people out there sourcing like you and I and everybody that you come in contact with, and that they would find a good product then go in and buy carloads and put you out of business. Is that a rumor or is that true? That's happened to me once. I mean, I've been selling on Amazon for 12 years since 2006. I've only had one product. It was it was from a company called Bodum, B-O-D-U-M, which is a Swiss coffee company that sells <laughs> coffee pots yeah. and toast right. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I had Amazon go to them. Well, they actually, they... They emailed me and they said, hey, we've decided to sell direct to Amazon. I don't know if they approached Amazon or Amazon approached them. I mm-hmm. honestly don't know. No one would ever tell me. But uh, that that is the only time that's ever occurred to me. In And, you know, I've sold, I mean, I have a couple thousand SKUs. I don't right now. I've, I've really lowered my SKUs on Amazon. I'm probably down below six or 700 right now. But I used to have three or four thousand SKUs on Amazon and uh, like I say it, it, it happened to me once in um, the you know uh, 12 years that I've been on Amazon it's the same thing with fraud you originally asked me in your first email about 
because I had done a uh, post, a blog post on fraud on Amazon. And, and you know, you read the message boards and you think that... <laughs> yes, the world is coming to an end. <laughs> I think that fraud is rampant. Yes. But in 12 years on Amazon, I've been defrauded by a buyer once. Interesting. I mean, once I sent out a package and the package came back and it was full of rocks. Fair and um, that's the only time that's ever happened to me in... You know, and I've sold thousands and thousands and thousands of products, and so I've had that one experience. So, you know, you read the message boards, and you think, because you, you, one person does a post, and then six other people have had an experience do a post, and you think, oh, this is rampant. This must be a real big problem. And it's really not a big problem. It's in the early days in eBay when people were paying with checks. Yeah. I, I think in... Our first five or six years selling on eBay, I had one bad check, and that person made the check, actually made the check good when I contacted them. You got, you got a stellar history, that's for sure. Let me ask you, when you're not involved with selling on eBay or Amazon or anybody else, what do you do to relax? Well, I, I, like, um, I like photography. I'm, I'm a big... I'm a news junkie. I, I spend uh, I spend a lot of time in my easy chair just watching the news. I won't uh, ask today. I won't ask you what channel you watch. <laughs> no way. And, no, I, I watch I, I watch several channels actually. I'm okay. not uh, I'm not fixed on any one, but I try and get a variety of opinions. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, of course this is election day, so tonight's going to be a big news night. So that's where I'll be tonight. I'll be glued to my chair. Yeah, the other thing I love is football. So like um, oh, Sunday, Monday, Thursday night football, I'm glued uh, to the screen watching football games. Um, my wife and I really enjoy Grand Prix racing, the Formula oh, One Grand Prix yeah. racing. Wow. So we record all those shows. They're on uh, they're on a channel that's that you can record. You can't watch them live because they usually happen at two o'clock in the morning. Right. So we we record those. We watch those, uh, but. Yeah, I'm kind of a TV nut, um, and I'm, I'm also a photography bug. I, I enjoy photography. I, when I was younger, I did a lot of boating, a lot of sailing. Uh, I don't do much of that anymore as I've gotten older. Now that you're older, what's an absurd thing that you do that you love to do that everybody thinks is crazy? An absurd thing? Yeah. Jeez. Um, I'd have to think. I... I uh, I don't really do anything that's really absurd or off the beaten path that much. Uh, I'm I'm just a pretty normal, humble, everyday kind of guy. Um, you know, um, I uh, my wife and I do like to go out and eat. We we try and go out and eat often. In fact, we went out the other night to a nice Italian restaurant. Um, that's not absurd. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Never that's not absurd. No. Uh, What's your favorite? No, I don't yeah. really have anything that would fit right. in that category uh, that I could think of. I, um, you know, when I, when I was younger, I did a lot of stuff with the kids. Um, we used to rebuild uh, old British sports cars. That's pretty absurd because British sports cars are pretty unreliable and break right. down all the time. Um, I know but, a place. Uh, I know a great place to get parts on eBay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. I, I, actually, there's a place out here that's not too far away from us in Canada that's a good supplier of parts for British sports cars. 
What's your favorite word? My favorite word? Yeah. Um, I would say intensity. Be intense and, oh, no, no. Let me back up. Focus. Uh, Focus. Which is related to intensity. But I, I like to focus, when, whenever I, anything I do, I like to really focus on it and try and do it right. What's your and, least favorite word? Uh, the least favorite word would be uh, being scattered, something, something related to being scattered or scatterbrained and just being all over the place. I can't think of a word that means that um, off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, it's the opposite of, of being focused. I, I, one of the things I see a lot of is, you know, because I sell products to tell you how to make money online, I'm always getting email from people like, like, can I do X, Y, Z? And, you know, they want to do five things at one time. They want to sell on eBay. They want to sell on Amazon. They want to do affiliate marketing. They want to start a newsletter. And I, I go back to them. I say, hey, stop. Just stop what you're doing. Do one thing at a time. You know, start with eBay or start with Amazon. Master that. Once you get really good at that, and then then go on and do add something else to it, do a second thing or a third thing, but you know focus and do one thing at a time. So that's that's always been my advice. What's the strangest letter you have ever gotten? The strangest letter I've ever gotten was from a woman who um, asked for a refund for something. She said that her. She said her cat was walking on her keyboard and made a... And uh, when you consider that you have to hit the confirm button on PayPal, yep. <laughs> you know, that made that made it pretty strange. I didn't believe her, but we gave her the refund. We just said the hell with it. Oh, I've always had a policy of being very liberal with refunds and money-back guarantees and things like that. One, I'll tell you a funny story. This goes back to when I started writing my books. Um, I started writing my books, and I was selling them. For, I started selling them for nineteen ninety nine. Later, I raised the price from to twenty nine ninety nine. And when I raised the price, my sales actually went up because the perceived value, I think, was higher. So people paid more for it. But then I started offering them no questions asked, money back guarantee. I said, "Hey, I'm going to transfer all the risk to me. You know, if you buy this and you don't like it, just send it back." I'll refund 100% of your money right away. As soon as I did that, my sales skyrocketed overnight. Wow. So, and it's the same way on eBay. Everything we've ever sold on eBay or, well, with Amazon, you don't really have the choice because Amazon does the refunds. But long before eBay had the refund policy, we had a no questions asked refund policy. We always said, hey, if you buy something from us, you get it, you don't like it, just send it back and we'll refund your money. And I think that always helped my sales. One more question about selling online. For, mm-hmm. for new people, can you make a living selling online, no matter where you do it, how you do it, what you do, especially with a place like Amazon? Yes. The, answer, the, the short answer to that question is yes. The long answer to the question is if you take your time and you do it right, start small, build your business up, uh, just try and do one thing at a time, you know, pick a niche, work on that niche, master the niche. Uh, after you've mastered that, then go on to another niche, add something else. 
Um, when I started out, after our antiques were all sold out, when they were all gone, and they eventually were gone, because we had brought maybe 20 boxes of them back from the East Coast with us, uh, the thing is I love to cook, and I've, I've always loved to cook, and I've been a good cook. So I started with cooking gear. You know, I started with cooking gadgets, mm -hmm. utensils, knives, knife sets, uh, pots, pans, things like that. Did extremely well with it because I knew enough about cooks and cooking that, you know, I, I, anything that I bought, any product I was selling, I, I, I knew enough about it to write about it well. And people reading my writing would get the impression that, hey, I'm buying this from someone who really knows what they're talking about. So you feel the descript a description is really important then, isn't it? Yeah, the description is descriptions are critical as are good photographs, uh, good clear photographs. So people have a people people often buy. My experience has been, especially on Amazon more than eBay, people buy from the photograph. They they look at the photograph first. In fact, there's been these Google uh, eye tracking studies mm -hmm. that show that when when uh, when a page opens on Amazon, the first thing people look at is the photograph of the product and they'll often buy looking at the photograph without bothering to read the whole the whole description you know they might read one or two of the bullets and then that's it i want you to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you how they can subscribe to your book's newsletter well my newsletter let me explain my uh, if you read my last couple newsletters you know that i've decided to stop publishing my newsletter every other week, and instead I'm blogging. Uh, I have a blog on my website. My, it's just my name, Skip McGrath, S-K-I-P-M-C-G-R-A-T-H, that's T as in Tom, H, McGrath.com. And then uh, there's a navigation button that says blog. And when you click on the blog, there's a place that comes up on the left side of the page where you can subscribe to the blog. So you'll get a weekly, uh, you get a, like a weekly little newsletter that lists all of my blog posts for the whole week. And I recommend doing that. And because what I'm doing today is I'm trying to blog. The, the newsletter, again, going back to the typing thing, because of typing, just being able to type with one hand now, was becoming such a chore because, you know, if you read my newsletters, you know how long they are. But there is a newsletter tab on my website that if you click on that newsletter tab, uh, there's all my archives for the last three years. So you can go back and read the last three years of my newsletters. And there's a lot of really good information in there about how to sell on eBay and Amazon. Um, the other thing is for my books, just click on the again in the navigation bar. Click on the word training, and that brings up a list of all of my books that I have for sale and a description of all of them. You just you just click on the book and it takes you to the sales page. And the sales page is not a you know it's not high pressure. It's just uh, a description of what you're going to get. And like I say, everything I sell comes with a money back guarantee, so there's no risk. You know, if you're not sure you want to buy something, go ahead and buy it. Give it a try. My, I sell both printed books and e-books. The printed books, you do have to return to me to get your money back because we give those away to a charity, and I get a tax deduction for that. That's why we uh, insist on the return. 
But my e-books, you pretty much send me an email that says, hey, Skip, this isn't what I was looking for. Please refund my money, and I just send you a refund. Is there an email that they can get in touch with you? Yes, it's my name, uh, again, Skip McGrath at isomedia.com, I-S-O-M-E-D-I-A.com. Just skip at skipmcgrath.com. That'll get to me, too. Will you promise me and my audience that you'll come on again and give us some more tips on how to be successful? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Just, uh, just shoot me another email. Let's set something up. I will. Thanks for listening to HRW Financial, the sales coach. Hope to see you again.